Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog, cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. When's the last time you took a timeout? I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space activist on the gender division of labor, attorney, and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health, and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're peeling back the layers around why society makes it so easy to guard men's time like it's diamonds and treat women's time like it's infinite, like sand. And so whether you're partnered with or without children or in a career where you want more boundaries, this is a place for you, for people of all family structures. So take this time out with us to learn, get inspired, and most importantly, reclaim your time. Listen to Time Out, a Fair Play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
My guest today is Aaliyah Williams from Oklahoma and Arkansas. You know I had to say that because I'm a Texas boy. I got <laughs> to go let everybody, whenever somebody comes near Texas, I got to let them out up front. She is a graduate of Harvard University, Peabody Award-nominated producer and founder of Just a Rebel, a television and film production company that focuses on contemporary stories that center and celebrate black women. I have six sisters, so I appreciate that. Just a Rebel's first look deal with CBS Television Studios has been renewed for a second year. She is on on the show to discuss her career, the journey, and the future of her production company, Just a Rebel. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation for the very first time, not the last time, Aaliyah Williams. How you doing, Leah? You know, I'm doing all right this morning. It's lovely to be here with you. Well, the beauty of this, of doing visual and doing video, I can see this brilliant smile that you have. It has to be a blessing to be able to deliver a smile like that, especially when you meet people, you, you're pitching ideas, and your smile is sunshine, young lady. It is sunshine. Ah. Tell us about that. Tell you about my smile. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, come on, because you come on now. Come on, Aaliyah. Look, this ain't the first time you've been complimented about this fantastic smile. This <laughs> smile has been used to close deals. This smile has been used to get in buildings she's not supposed to be in. I know okay. this smile and work for this. She gonna go, What smile are you talking about? This smile. Listen. Thank you very much. But I have to give all of that credit to my mother, Alice Faye Corbin Williams. Yes, ma'am. Um, thing that she would say to me every day, every morning, she would say this to me and my sister, Kia, smile and the world will smile with you. And... And she would say she would say that, and she'd always tell us to close our mouths and listen. I didn't always do that, right? But <laughs> the the smile in the world will smile with you is um, something that I've always carried with me. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there are definitely situations where it is hard to smile, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I definitely try to bring that into all aspects of my life. Um, and especially in the stories that I want to tell right. for black people, I think we deserve joy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of the reasons why uh, my logo for my company, I wanted to find the brightest yellow possible right. <laughs> um, to showcase right. mm-hmm. that we deserve joy. I mean, That's- yeah, even even the drama um, projects that I have, there is some levity to them because I do believe that um too many times uh, Black stories are relegated to the trauma that we carry versus all of the other amazing aspects that we are as a people. Well, you know, the reason I bring that up because when you come on my show, I'm a guy, I'm a very visual guy, and I notice things, and that's my third eye. I can see things, (laughs) and I see blessings, and your smile is a blessing. And a lot of people don't realize that that's just those simple gifts that God gives you can enable you to you know, make your dreams come true, enable you to open, create opportunities that wouldn't be available for ordinary people. And it's in, it's important to take advantage of all these talents. That's one talent. Your other ability is that you're very articulate. And so, and you, you know, because when one says Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, you know, they always have these stereotypes. And then yep. when they throw that in you black, that's even deeper stereotypes. And then you <laughs> throw it in the front of your resume, Harvard graduate. Come on, girl. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. No, I, um, I'm, I'm very proud of uh, the opportunities that, you know, my, my parents pushed me towards and that I, um, 
you know, actively work towards. And Mm -hmm. um, I had a wonderful experience at Harvard, Um, you know, going there as an 18-year-old after growing up in the South and the Midwest Mm -hmm. um, was definitely a culture shock in a lot of different ways, but it just opened me up to so many incredible people, so many incredible experiences, Mm -hmm. um, and um, really shaped who I am in a lot of different ways. And um, you know, one thing that I will say about a Harvard uh, college education, like it's not necessarily about what you concentrated in, like what your major was. Mm-hmm. Um, it really was a curriculum that challenged you to think and how do you um, open up your perspective on the world. Um, and so uh, and, you know, so many of the people that I met um, from that time are still uh, a huge part of my life uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a little sad this morning because this weekend I lost one of my dearest friends who mm-hmm. lost her battle with cancer, mm-hmm. ha- double Harvard graduate, Christia Donaldson, who was a big sister to me and also a beacon in terms of her entrepreneurial journey um, as the founder of Thank God I'm Natural hair product line. Right. Um, but anyway, Harvard was a, a wonderful experience and I'm super glad that that's part of who I am. Well, you know, I'm a cancer survivor. So whenever, whenever I lose a friend, use a, I call her a friend, and I don't know her, but I know she fought the same battle that I'm fighting all the time. Because just because you're surviving yeah. doesn't necessarily mean the cancer is not going to come back. But what it does allow me to understand that you have to live your life and your dreams are possible as long as you plan them. And so, and I see you as a planner, you know, because of the (laughs) fact that you have never let stereotypes, your stereotype being African-American female, stereotype coming from the South, coming from Oklahoma, Arkansas, and then you went to Harvard and you graduated. How did you migrate to Los Angeles, Aaliyah? You know, it was a it was a it was a fun, windy road. Um, I didn't necessarily, you know, coming from uh, having Southern black parents after going to Harvard, they were like, OK, you going to medical school, you going to business school, like mm-hmm. what graduate school are you doing? And I really wasn't clear. Um, so I worked in financial services in New York and Chicago in strategy. Um, and I did like every, you know, other good graduate of my class <laughs> was preparing my applications to business school. Um, and gratefully, I am. an alum of the Ron Brown Scholar Program. And they put on a conference, um, the first time they put on a conference about the arts and entertainment industry. Um, And uh, a wonderful man, Charles King, gave a fireside chat about his life as a super agent. And I was like, oh my God, this is so interesting. It was like the first time that I heard the, the phrase, like, you know, the intersection of art and commerce, which was so interesting to me. Um, Malcolm D. Lee gave a a talk about how he had, you know, put together the best man. And um, I just connected with a lot of different folks that showed me that there was this creative path that I didn't realize was a real career. Um, And so I was unfulfilled in what I was doing. I was doing well, but it just didn't completely fill every aspect of who I am. And so um, I took the leap. I quit my job. I, you know, had friends out in LA who were in various stages of film school. And I moved out to LA, drove cross country from New York. And um, a week after I got here, after having some informational uh, coffees and conversations with literally anyone that I could connect <laughs> with in my network. Right. Um, I, I started working um, in the mailroom at Endeavor, one of the major talent agencies, which is now called WME. But um, I started in the mailroom. I 
after two weeks, one of the partners put me in the motion picture lit group, which was a great experience to really kind of get get to know the industry um, and hone my ability to, you know, read scripts, understand different writers and directors, um, get a sense of what my taste was in a lot of different ways. And, you know, from that one year of working at the agency, um, one of the agents connected me with um, my first job out of the agency working for an incredible producer, Effie Brown. When she let's, slow down, let's, slow down. let's go back to that mailroom experience because a lot of people don't yeah. realize that that is how you break into the big agency world is the mailroom. Yeah. And uh, yeah. a lot oftentimes the mailroom doesn't come with pay in your situation. Would, yeah. And so a lot of people don't know that, you know, so you work in the well, mailroom. This did, this did come with pay. Yeah. It was a lot of pay. But yeah. it was right. It is so <laughs> it feels like no pay, though. I'm just saying, it feels like no pay. No, coming from, you know, I had, I was, I had a decent salary and 401k and all of these things. My parents were like, my dad was like, so wait, wait, wait. And then, and then here's the funny part about this conversation that you're having with your parents. Like when I, when I told my mom and dad, you know, I go to U of H and get a math degree, minor in sociology, and then I go work for IBM and I tell them I'm a quit to, to be a stand-up comedian. So that's the extreme. Okay. That's what yeah, I told my parents. All right. Extreme. And they went, okay, we love you, but. Huh? But what's happening can, here? What are so, you doing? So you go from Oklahoma, Texas, go to Harvard, right? Got this great job in New York, drive across the country, and you're working in the mailroom for way less money. Talk yes. about that conversation, because that's what a lot of people don't understand, that you have to sacrifice. And then yeah, also— sometimes you got to take a step back to take, to take some steps forward. And I don't know if that's a step back, though. You know, when, you, when I hear people say that, because that's part of the process, because you said going out on faith. When you're going out yeah. on faith, that means that there's a plan and process. And you know, like you know, and I know, if you want to get in the big agency, you got to get in that mailroom. And when you're in the mailroom, you have to be humble, be on top of yeah. your job. Yeah. You can't walk around there with no attitude. You get to see all the top games. You get to see stars come through those doors. You can mega producers and directors that you read about in the entertainment magazines. So you can't be, oh, my God. And so you have to be professional all the time. So when I don't really see it as a step backwards. When I hear people say that, because you said from the beginning, Rashawn, I went on faith. Faith is a plan. I would tell people you have to have a plan when you do something on faith. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, true. but what did your parents say when they told you? You told them you was in the mail room. That's the funny part. That's the part of the conversation I want to hear. <laughs> Lord, my 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 dad was like, "Wait a minute." So you're telling me that you went to Harvard and now you're basically a gopher? Like, <laughs> and, yeah, the and I was like, okay, dad, I want you to read this book, The Mailroom. Like he, he was trying, he was just, you know, he was, he was trying to work with his daughter, trying to work with his daughter. He's trying. He's like, I don't understand. But like, they were super supportive. I yes. was like, listen, I'm Good. giving myself two years to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I worked the, there was a company that I had studied for the GMAT with that thankfully allowed me to start working for them. And so I, while I was working for, yeah. you know, all of my jobs working for different people as an assistant, mm-hmm. I was also tutoring for the GMAT on the side. Right. Doing, had different clients and teaching classes virtually. So that supplemented my income. Also, you know, writing coverage for scripts to add, add, add money. So you just do what you got to do. Right. And then, um, you know, my path was always working for other people while also making content on my own with different writers and directors in my network um, and building that way. Um, and so, you know, most of the times I 
would work with people who were very supportive of that. Sometimes that conflicted and you had to kind of, I had to kind of navigate that. Um, but as my career went on, you know, it all merged. And so, you know, my jobs at, um, like when I got to working at macro, um, that was my job was to make content. And I always told Charles, it was, it was my dream job at the time, um, which was wonderful. Cause I got to learn from him and people like Poppy Hanks and Kim Roth and, um, really had a lot of, um, I'd say license right. to not just do short form content, but also to explore and learn about long form content. And so, you know, one of the first digital projects that I brought up in um, became the television show Hintified that is now in its second season on Netflix. Um, and I was the one that brought in uh, the movie Really Love, uh, written by Felicia Pride and directed by Angel Christy Williams, who also co-wrote the the script and um you know after after making that movie we'll be right back with more money-making conversation with television and film producer aliyah williams it's finally here the season of celebration and no matter how you celebrate with family and friends whether you're preparing for reyes magos or karamu lighting the menorah or going to midnight mass kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special plus you'll find gifts for all your loved ones Send warm wishes with cozy fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. Or treat them to everyone's favorite activewear from top brands like Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide committed to the health and well-being of our communities. No matter how you celebrate, when you shop at Kohl's, you're right where you belong. So this season, give with all your heart with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. But the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about nine or ten, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. This is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. As I continue my conversations with television and film producer, Aaliyah Williams. Let's pump, let's pump the brakes now right now on Really Love. <laughs> Okay, really love. Now, that's that's what we're going to talk a little detail about this. Because, you know, as soon as I read that it said iconic love story, a.k.a. Love Jones, 
You know, okay, you you know it. They got my attention right there. They got my attention right there. Love Jones. Now that's my movie right there. Okay, Neil Long. Come on now, spoken word. Well, it's funny because so I, you know, when I first found out about the script, right. um, I had been following Angel for a while. Uh-huh. I, I really loved her short films. Mm-hmm. Um, we had become very friendly and and brand in the same, you know, black filmmaker circles. And she was on the set of a project that I had produced, Hollamer Park, right. um, mm-hmm. which is also on BT Plus right now. Absolutely. And, and Lamert uh, Park is right in the uh, heart of Crenshaw, right in the heart. Yeah. I live in LA for 15 years. Yeah, Beautiful yeah, area, yeah. great so food. Wonderful, wonderful uh, digital series mm-hmm. uh, created by these wonderful women. And she happened to be on set supporting her friend, Mel Jones. And um, she came up to me when I was going, I was going to go off set to go grab like some Jamaican patties as a treat for the crew and everybody. Absolutely. Uh, and she's like, you know, I really want to talk to you. I was like, well, do you don't enroll me while I go get these patties? She was like, yeah. So she's like, you know, I really wanted to talk to you because I think I finally found the script that's going to be my feature, my first feature film uh-huh. that I'm going to direct. And I was like, oh, really? Tell me about it. And she's like, well, it's it's basically, I feel like it could be the next Love Jones. And I was like, Angel, you cannot say that. Come on now. <laughs> come on, come on, Leo. Come on now. You have to shut it down, right? It's like, it's like, Angel, those are fighting words if it's not true. So, um, but I was very intrigued and she was really excited. And Angel is, you know, she's very particular. And I knew if it was something that was that special to her that I wanted to read it and see. Um, and so she gave me the script. And I remember that weekend, I was just going to like take a little peek at it, but I couldn't stop reading it. And um, I called her immediately. And I remember, you know, the first time I sat down with her and Felicia, I knew that I needed to bring this into macro and, um, and yeah. And then from there we developed it, um, and producing that with Charles and Mel Jones, who, um, had produced all of, uh, Angel Shorts prior, prior to this, mm-hmm. um, was just a really, um, incredible process. And, um, it's a story that, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say that it is, like Love Jones, I think it has, you know, this kind of like lasting style and it, it makes this impression on you that definitely like well, Love let's, Jones. Let's talk about it because, see, you know, like uh, Netflix, I love what they're doing with uh, for African-American culture and actually mm-hmm. international culture. African mm-hmm. African Americans and Africans, period, being mm-hmm. able to exp- to launch their projects in 190 countries. You're not being yeah. restricted to a domestic audience, and yeah. so your brand is being uh, showcased worldwide. You know, uh, uh, you know, being able to learn about wine on uh, Netflix. You know, and then the, so that so I I I I I seen this in. The, Artwork now, art. My boy Michael Ely, who you know, he did yeah. uh, Think Like a Man and Think Like a Man Two. That the executive produced with Steve Harvey, star Kevin yeah. Hart, and my boy Will Packer. So I know Michael Ely. So I yeah. saw him in that. So okay, that's my boy. Yeah. I, so it, it started picking up speed really fast with your boy here. You know what I'm saying? And I and I got to watch it, and I got to watch a really, um, you know, I would think that I would say that movies should entertain and educate. Yes. And then when you do when you when it does that then it it, it 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 makes an emotional impact on you. You know, because mm-hmm. it doesn't entertain you, you 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 out. If it doesn't educate you, then what are you watching? You know, you have to walk away with something. Ooh, I don't know what I'm watching. It was 
What? Okay, so so this movie gave me the three things that I needed. It entertained me, it educated me, and it, it pulled an emotion. And emotion was tied to uh, art. And art, like you have a beautiful, you if you see this, uh, if you're on my podcast audio-wise, just this beautiful African art behind her, and it just happens to be women. And her, as we all know, you know, <clears throat> you know, her company, Just a Rebel, works on projects that bring the voices of black women and their black stories. So this is appropriate, this conversation we're having. And so when you tell a story that's important, especially in any relationship, you're defining the voice of a woman. What's the key, I guess, language or angle that you're looking for to make sure that the message of empowerment and proper decision-making is, is put out there correctly? Well, I will say um, one of the things that drew me to it, uh, you know, just even from the initial script, I know that um, Felicia Pride, the uh, writer who had, you know, had been working on this story for a while, um, her main goal was to show Black women and, you know, young Black people as themselves, you know, loving loving each other, striving together, striving for their aspirations and, um, and showing that in a real way where you, you, you fail, you, you make mistakes. So, um, I think the empowerment comes from just being able to see yourself as a real whole human. Um, you know, I don't necessarily go into projects saying, okay, how can I show the most positive um, portrayal of a character? I really go into them thinking, you know, is this authentic? Is this interesting? Um, Are there compelling stakes for this character? And, you know, whether there's a comedic tone to it or a more serious and dramatic tone to it, um, I just want it to feel... um, real and thoughtful. Well, you know, the thing, this movie touched me uh, in a lot of ways emotionally because of the fact that Suzanne Douglas, uh, one of my first writing projects that I did in 1995 was with Robert Townsend, uh, Parenthood. And she's one of the uh, co-stars in that series. And and so, and I'm Blair Underwood, who I know as well, but seeing Suzanne, I'm sure this is one of her last projects that she uh, did before she uh, passed away. But that was, I was just, uh, you know, just seeing her, the gifts, her talent radiate on that screen like that. It it, it really just lets me know the blessings of seeing people like you who are now able to tell the voices and out loud talents like the, like a Blair, like a Suzanne, like so many others that I'm being able to interview on my show now. Just a rebel is just doing what it's supposed to do. You you flipping the table. You telling our <laughs> stories. You know, you, well, you, you know, I love, let me be clear. So Really Love is a project that um, I did when I was working at Macro. And I know, a, I know all that, but do, 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 do. I'm not understanding. I'm not, I heard it, Macro. That's my boy Charles yeah, King. Yeah, no, so I just want to make that clear. I, I got that. You know, they ain't messing up this interview. I'm talking about you. You, okay? okay. You. She she went to go get those little beef patties with you. Okay, the Jamaican <laughs> beef patties. And yeah. she asked you and told you her next project. You said, girl, yeah. tell me about it. Okay? Yeah. You. Yeah. That's, that's what Just a Rebel is. That's what I read up there. Amplifying yeah. voices and tries yeah. our best to ensure she is showcasing accurate depiction of black stories. Yes, yes. That's you. 
Yeah, you yeah. was at Macro. Now you're just a rebel. Now you got a first look deal with CBS Television Studios and been renewed for a second year. Tell us about <laughs> those projects. I know how to bring it back, Aaliyah. I love Well, before we do that, I just do want to say the experience of working with Suzanne Douglas was absolutely incredible. I mean, she was just a light on set every single time. And I remember like when she, her first day that she came to set, um, uh, my producing partner, Mel Jones and I went to greet her and she just like grabbed our faces and she was like, you two are the producers. Yes. Beautiful baby girls. And it's just, but it wasn't any type of like, you know, um, there was nothing, um, you know, negative to what she was saying. She was just saying it with so much love yes. and so much affirmation. And she just, every time, um, every time I saw her on set, she would always pull me to the side and just, and just tell me like, keep going. Like mm-hmm. you have to do what you're doing. It's just mm-hmm. so wonderful to see you as a young black woman producing and um, being in charge. And that was just so wonderful. Well, the, the CBS television studios think you're wonderful too, just like a rebel. <laughs> Okay. Yes. No, they are wonderful partners. They are incredible. Mm-hmm. See, see, um, see, I'll, I'll just tell you this, just like Miss Douglas said to you, and this is not condescending, you're special. Because, <laughs> Kate, I'm going to tell you this, I, I've been in rooms pitching projects. You know, I, you have to have a gift to convince people to give you money to be creative in this world. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They're not just passing out checks. They, they don't, right? because yeah. I've been trying to get a few of them. <laughs> and, and people like to believe I'm really talented, and people like to believe I'm really successful. So when I meet a yeah. talent like you who come along and are able to tell our stories, you know, and this is just one example. Really, love is just one of the examples. Gentrified is just one example. Yeah. Well, she's going to go with her voice and her control and her ability to be able to communicate, whether it's sitcom, whether it's dramas, whether it's film, or whether it's documentary series that's your craft and you know the fact that you decided one day in new york city said this is this is fine for somebody else but this is not fine for Leah williams that's the blessing yeah. of who you are today okay that's the blessing yeah. when you saw malcolm lee you know she threw out some names early in her interview malcolm lee charles <laughs> king you know you know you know, saying, you, know, you, you know you know how to drop the mic early in this interview Leah charles king you know i heard him michael lee that's what I, I was blessed to hear them speak and share their experience um i was really blessed to connect with james white who wrote mm-hmm. the movie ray that had come out the year before and um you know in our conversations um, we, you know, we exchanged information and he asked me like, have you ever read a professional script mm-hmm. before? And I was like, no, I haven't actually. And he was like, tell me about the type of, uh, movies that you like. And so, and he asked for my address and I remember like a week or so later, I got this package, um, that had all these printed out scripts, uh, Closer, um, Thomas Crown Affair, After Sunset, some other some other things. Because he wanted to meet a, you know, really read a, a, a range of scripts. And he was like, and if you ever want to talk about them, let's talk about them. 
Um, and because at the time I had a former classmate who had a script that she wanted me to produce. And I was like, I don't, how do you give notes? And James White walked me through that. Um, and obviously I learned some more when, once I came to LA and started working for a lot of the wonderful folks that I've had the opportunity to work for and taking classes with Film Independent and all of that good stuff. Um, but it was, it all started with that amazing conference from the Ron Brown Scholar Program. I'm speaking with Aaliyah Williams. She's the rebel of Just a Rebel production company, focuses on television and film that shifts the culture forward. They're home to the fearlessly creative, those who are unabashed, specific ethics, coloration that we all can relate to, that will tell our stories that we feel that are so important to us. I want to thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations. I am a fan, okay? Oh, I'm a fan of you. You are you so know, sweet. You know, you know, don't, 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 don't throw that sweet out there. This is all about professionalism, okay? Just no, like, I mean, you're, just, you're very I, I, I know what I'm saying. It's just like when, remember when Suzanne Douglas grabbed your face and go, girl, <laughs> I'm so happy to see you because you're younger than me. So, you know, I know, like I said, I met Suzanne in 1995. Robert Townsend gave me my, really, I always tell him he saved my writing career as a sitcom writer. If he didn't give me that job, then I wouldn't be interviewing you today. So we all yeah. have these these uh, mentors, these these angels who come into yeah. our lives, who keep us moving forward. And you're an angel. And I want you to continue to uh, share these creative blessings with us on the screen, long form, short form, big screen, small screen, digital, social media, YouTube, whatever you got out there, you keep dealing and I'll keep watching. Okay. Thank you so very much. Uh, thank you for coming on my show, Miss Aaliyah Williams. You have a blessed rest of your day. <laughs> Absolutely. If you want to see or hear any of my interviews on Money Making Conversations, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I am Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. There's a monumental shift in power at work. Employees are speaking up, turnover is rising, salaries are increasing, hiring is tough, and burnout is real. It's time to unleash growth. It's time to transform your HR from powerless to powerful. Join ADP on February the 23rd. Reserve your spot now. Go to gettheplan.adp.com to register for the Work Interrupted Summit. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. And you don't want to miss Hello Somebody with Senator Nina Turner on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I love Hello Somebody simply because I love Nina Turner. She's fearless. I'm Nina Turner, hell-raising humanitarian, sister in the struggle, and recovering elected official. Listen to Hello Somebody every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.